Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all old Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me after Ole Miss drops a frustrating one to South Carolina in Columbia. Did a post-game live chat, so that is coming your way right now. But before we get into that, I want to please invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app. Subscribe and leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. Also follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And we're brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. If you're a Mississippi business in need of office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines all the way down to Cloud storage and data security, they've got you covered. ABSMS.com is the website. Advantage Business Systems. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely going to be one in your backyard. There's one right up the road for me, and I have to go there uh, pretty often. And uh, you can conveniently manage all your Priority One bank accounts from anywhere you have internet access, online banking and bill pay services, let you do more than just check your balance. You can transfer funds, make payments and alerts, and more, because Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So a little heads up, I was a little scatterbrained uh, after this game. I, I immediately went live, like the, the, the game ended and hopped on my computer and went live, so... Uh, this is pretty raw post-game uh, reaction to Ole Miss's loss to South Carolina, so for, forgive me uh, for that. But I thought it was a good conversation back and forth with the uh, with the live chat. So here that is for you now. Post-game analysis, Ole Miss uh, loses to South Carolina in Columbia with a bye coming up on Saturday. Talk to you on the next one. It is signing day. Uh, it's National signing day on Wednesday this week. So, woohoo. But we'll talk about that more uh, as the week goes on. Thank you guys for tuning in. Here is the post-game reaction show now, and I'll talk to you on the next one. 68-65 the final. I'll I'll get off a couple of things here before we uh, get into the actual chat. First, um, I mean, Ole Miss was lucky to be in the position that they were in, if we're being honest. I know it was a valiant comeback effort, but South Carolina was really hot in the first half, but uh, uh, Ole Miss did a lot of things poorly. They turned the basketball over some, although offensively they executed well uh, in the first half for the most part. Um, the mid-range game was working really well. By percentage, they were okay in the first half against a really good South Carolina defense. Uh, but rebounding and, and effort, I, I thought, was really bad in the first half. And, and I hate saying things like that because I can't quantify it. Like, like what do I point to to prove that poor effort was given? But I think... The, uh, the the rotation or lack thereof in the second half and the personnel that Chris Beard closed the game with kind of told you that there's something to that, that there was a lack of effort. Because, look, Ole Miss is one of the worst rebounding teams in all of college basketball. There is no way 
absolutely no way that that personnel should be as bad at rebounding the basketball as they are uh, and giving up open looks as often as they do as well. Those two things to me are effort stats. Now, they may not have the personnel to become a great rebounding team, but to, to be in the 350s in the country in rebounding, that's an effort thing. That is a that is a desire thing. That's an effort stat. You don't have to be a great player to be a great rebounder, to give maximum effort, to, to close out correctly on defense and, and things of that nature. And, and I thought that, again, in the second half, uh, who played and who didn't what was pretty was pretty telling. Uh, for for Chris Beard, this is two, and I obviously haven't listened to his post game yet because we are just now uh, the, the game just ended and we are just now talking about it. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all if um, if Chris Beard questions the effort uh, again. I mean, he did it after the Auburn game, and uh, and here they are again with a questionable first half effort. Now they came back. Uh, thanks a, a lot to Alan Flanagan. He he attacked the basket. He was uh, a lot more decisive. Really liked his game in the second half. He, he he's he's physical. He's athletic and uh, really attacked the basket and um, and kept his team in it. South Carolina started missing shots. Ole Miss was getting stops, and then in the final four or five minutes of the game, uh, they really executed poorly on offense. They did so much good to get to that point where they had uh, a chance to win the game. And um, executed terribly uh, in the last four minutes. Only one made basket. Also, South Carolina wasn't whistled for a foul in the last like seven minutes of the game. Uh, so you had that as well. But um, bad start to the game, uh, bad effort in some spots, and then couldn't execute down the stretch after doing a lot of good to uh, to come back. So that leads to a loss. And uh, Ole Miss has the, the bye week on Saturday, and then they go to uh, to Rupp. A three-point loss at South Carolina is not going to harm them in any way, shape, or form uh, at all. But uh, that, that might be a game that we look back uh, on in, um, in March if they miss the tournament as one that really could have been uh, the difference for them. They had an opportunity and just could not execute to seize on that opportunity. So uh, let's get into the chat now. I appreciate you guys being here. We'll do this for a few minutes, and then uh, and then I'll let you go early. I've uh, I've got I've just I've got to just take Nyquil and just kind of sleep this off. So anyway, you can't say definitively if the no call on Morrell was fine or not because we never got a decent replay. But you could have sworn Sharp was fouled on the rejection. So it, it looked like there was contact on both. Um. I think a whistle should have definitely been blown on the the sharp rejection. Uh, I think that was pretty clear. Got him on the arm, and um, I think that that should have been called. I understand why it wasn't a seven foot five guy. What was blocked up high? Game happens really fast. I, I understand. I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and bemoan the officials uh, for not blowing the whistle there. Although I think that they should have um, not. Uh, Okay, I said I'm not going to sit here and bemoan the officials. For the Morrell call, it should have been called on Sharp. That should have been a foul. It looked like, if you look closely, uh, that that Morrell felt the contact, was anticipating South Carolina trying to get a quick foul and send them to the line for two. And he sensed that and went up and just put one up to, to get a foul call. But I don't like, I don't like foul hunting there. 
I think that if you're going to get a shot off, guarantee you get a shot off. And if they're going to foul you and put you on the line, then then do so. But, um, you know, it th- those two plays aren't aren't even really the the problem for Ole Miss down the stretch. I, I don't think. I, I think it's um, the four minutes leading up to to those two plays is really the the, the more glaring issue. I, I completely understand why Morell kind of. He didn't just jack up a shot there. I, like I saw a lot of reaction that was like, why would he do that? What a bad decision. No, I understand why he did that. Uh, it looked like South Carolina was trying to quick foul. And if they are going to do that, if you're going to get fouled there, get into a shooting motion to get three free throws in, instead of two. So I certainly understand why he did that. Um, uh, you know, it, it's questionable uh, whether or not it was the right decision, but you can certainly explain it away. It wasn't completely like this dumb, boneheaded, terrible uh, d- decision that he made there. Um and the foul should have been called on Sharp. But they didn't execute for f- five minutes. And and that's more they, – they started poorly and they didn't execute for, for five the, – the last five minutes of the game. So Morrell taking that shot there is not Ole Miss's problem tonight. That's not the thing that people need to focus on uh, at all. And, and again, I, I've said five times now that the foul should have been called on Sharp. But I don't like um, – you know, blaming refs when a team did so much wrong throughout the course of a game. You know what I mean? I, I don't particularly like that. I mean, it, the, the whistle should have been blown, but there was a lot of things that they could have done better and differently uh, in that game. And and they are the reason why they didn't win. It's it's not the refs. They didn't execute. They they got off to a bad start. They didn't rebound. They so that that the officiating is the least of their concerns to to me. They. They just didn't capitalize on an opportunity, and uh, and you know it happens. They're, they're okay. They're they're not out of it or anything. That loss is not going to hurt them, but it would have been an opportunity. You understand Nunez giving them valuable defensive minutes, but by the end of the game, you only have one, maybe two reliable guys to tie the game with. Morell, Brandon Murray, Morell and Brandon Murray. Flanagan can't hit threes consistently. Yeah, I'm, I I assume they really would have loved to have had Murray. Uh, the, the juju variety uh, on the court there uh, for that last possession. But, you know, the the five that he had on the floor, despite not executing, you know, on offense in that stretch, those were the guys that were getting stops defensively. Those were the guys that were giving you rebounding effort. Those were the guys that were locked in and there. And so uh, I completely understand why why Chris Beard had that lineup in the game and, and didn't waver from it because those were the guys that that got you to that point. Um, if anything, the only criticism of, of Chris Beard that, that you can give is not uh, giving Sharp more minutes, and maybe it was just simply a product of him coming back healthy or, or whatever. But no, I, I think that he made the right decision uh, with that group in because that group was giving consistent effort and and there were guys that were not in um, for a reason, I think. So I'm curious to see uh, what he says post-game. I haven't seen any uh, any tweet quotes or anything like that yet. I'm um, scrolling through to see if anything uh, comes up, and so far I haven't. But um, anyway, 
listening live at 2.40 a.m. in Germany. Wow, man. Glad to uh, glad to have you. Glad to see you. Go to bed. What are you doing here? But uh, I, uh, I appreciate you nonetheless. There are migraines, there's hypertension, stress, and then there's Ole Miss basketball. Absolutely. The end of the game, scoring was horrific. Two points in the final five minutes. There's There it is right there. Yeah, Edward, this is kind of what I'm alluding to. There's an effort issue with Breakfield, which is disappointing to see. You know, it's hard to quantify that. It, it's really hard to, hey, that guy's not trying. It is, but it. I think the minutes tell you something, especially there at the end of the first half. Um, there, there's something up there. Uh, and, and you know, you got to get him out of it because he's too valuable to, to what you need to do as a team uh, for, for him to not uh, be playable down the stretch of a close game. You need him. He's a good player. He's a good dude uh, on top of it all. Just, um, you know, there, there's some kind of wall that's been hit, and they need to get him out of it. Flanagan played an overall great game. You're sure most of the discussion after the game will be about Juju Murray staying out of the final 10-ish minutes. Yeah, Flanagan was really good. Uh, you know, sometimes... Sometimes in games uh, over the last few weeks, uh, the the ball has kind of stuck w- with him in the offense, and tonight it uh, it didn't. He um, he was decisive and attacked the basket, and and he's he's athletic and and he's physical, like I said before. And and when he when he makes quick decisions, he's hard to stop. And and tonight it looked like he did that, as opposed to you know trying to James Harden guys off the dribble where. You know, you're just doing too much ball handling. That's not his game. And it never will be his game at this point in his college career. It's not his game. And uh, so seeing him being a lot more decisive with the basketball is is why Ole Miss was able to stay in this game. He made good, quick decisions, and and they did a really good job. Uh, did, did a really good job defensively as well uh, in that spot to get stops and to get into quick offense and get baskets and um, – only 10 three-point shots tonight for Ole Miss. That's an interesting stat. I'd, and five of those were uh, were Matt Morell. So, interesting. The bye is coming at a good time. Sure, they'll beat Missouri in the pavilion, but the road games between that at Kentucky and Mississippi State are winnable. One and one would be a big win. Yeah, and, uh, you know, blew an opportunity tonight, but Kentucky's certainly not. I mean, maybe they're more talented than South Carolina, but they're certainly not really any better of a team uh, than the one that you just played. And, and I know Rupp is daunting, but you know you got a week now to kind of figure some things out. Kentucky doesn't have a week off like you do, right? They they play. Is it Gonzaga this weekend? I I, I should know that. I don't. Um, they're beating up on Vanderbilt right now, but Vanderbilt's stinky. Yeah, it's Gonzaga. On uh, on Saturday, so Ole Miss will get a weekend off and get healthy. Uh, they can, you know, figure some things out, get a really good plan in place for for going to Rupp and be really well prepared and rested uh, for that environment. So that buy is coming at a good time, especially when Kentucky's playing Gonzaga. So uh, absolutely, I mean that's that's not a an insurmountable task. It's certainly a winnable game. And Mississippi State's a very good team, especially at home. That's obviously a team that they can beat because they have done that recently. Give Borky a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Likes and uh, and comments are both very, very much appreciated. Um, that That's all you got to do. You know, yeah, I don't, 
I appreciate them. I don't need super chats or anything like that. Again, I appreciate them, but I certainly do not need them. Just uh, just watch, like, and all that, and that is uh, certainly enough for me. You are impressed that they didn't give up, though. Other Ole Miss basketball teams would have thrown in the towel. Yeah, there's a lot of fight. And it started, it ran through Flanagan. Uh, Flanagan was the motor uh, that kept this team running. But, uh, I mean, I really liked the minutes that you got from, uh, although, you know, he didn't have any points. But, you know, Murray and and Nunez kind of gave you something. And and Sharp was good um, defensively tonight. He was really helpful and and really good tonight. And and Morrell was also very good. Um, What, nine boards for Matt Morrell as well. So Morell had nine boards, Flanagan had six, Ole Miss had five blocks in the game, Sharp had two of them on one possession, I think. Um, only nine turnovers uh, for Ole Miss. I mean, I mean offensively, they, they did a lot of good things up until the very end uh, of, of the game there. But I think the story is about who, more so who didn't play as opposed to who played and played well. Brickfield's never been a very hyperactive style player, but he looks slow and out of it. He's played much better than that before. We've seen it this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think that Juju's second disappointing game is scheme, or is he just off his game right now? Um, what? He was four of nine, only made one of his four threes, had had ten points, but um, I don't think it's scheme. I, I, I think it, it might just be an off a stretch of off this bye week, as we said a second ago, is uh, is coming at a good time. I think Chris Beard might need to to get in, um, get after the rear ends of of some guys and kind of refocus them. The rest is important, but also there there needs to be some messages sent. If that makes sense, I know that's weird. Th- those two things are kind of conflicting thoughts, but it's clear that some messages need to be sent about effort. Because the, the poor rebounding is an effort deal also. I mean, that, that is absolutely an effort stat. Um, so, yeah. The bigs play too soft and the shooters go missing at times where it was Juju in the second half. The, the lineup that he played is the one that came back. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, you, you're going to take the guys out that got you back to the point where the game was close? Dance with the girl that brought you, right? I think Chris Beard, his willingness to not have uh, to his willingness to not play those guys, um, what was the mark of a good coach? I mean, it could have very easily been something that you know. Once those guys brought them back, well, you put your your two starters back in the game because that's what you're supposed to do. But Chris Beard danced with the guys that brought him, made the adjustments, and was willing to to stick with the guys that brought him there. So. This is unrelated to the play on the court, but South Carolina's sold-out crowd sounded pretty quiet on TV. You think ESPN mutes a lot of the noise because it looked like a good crowd? Probably wasn't. It, it, it didn't look like it was as juiced up as um, as others have been, like Auburn, for example, to take Ole Miss out of this for a second. Auburn's home arena looks more juiced up than, than that. you know. But I, I do think ESPN and, and most broadcasters, honestly, do a really poor job of capturing how loud a crowd is, they they can do a much better job at, at encompassing or incorporating, I should say, 
natural sound into the broadcast because sometimes it does feel like they're they're calling games out of uh, out of a phone booth as opposed to inside of an arena with eighteen thousand people in it, which was there tonight. So I'm I'm with you. Yeah, CBS does do a good job with crowd noise. Absolutely, they do. Especially in the NFL games. My gosh, the shot that CBS does in the NFL games where where the camera is zoomed out. And Jim Nance is perfect at this, where the camera is as zoomed out as it can be. And all Jim Nance will say is third down, and that camera will zoom in on the play, and you hear the crowd, and that's all you hear. Nance is the best, man. He he understands that we're not there to watch him, and that's what makes him so good. Um, yeah, so CBS NFL games really capture that as well. Same thing in college. Two missed foul calls at the end, tough loss. That's what you said. The crowd wasn't a factor. I guess you can say that that they're technically pay, playing better on the road. Uh, I mean, to to get to the spot that they were in on the road in that environment is a really good sign. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're looking for positive spin after a loss, you know, there is one. As they played much better tonight, at least for you know a stretch of ten minutes or so. Than uh, than they did say in Baton Rouge or in Auburn, so there is uh, there is that. We'll find out though. We will find out here very soon uh, if that's uh, a trend or just a one off. Beard and Jans just need time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, even with this loss tonight, Ole Miss is so far ahead of schedule uh, at the moment. I mean, tomorrow they're going to wake up still on the right side of the bubble. Uh, so. They're okay. I mean, they, they are absolutely okay. Now, Rupp is tough. M- Missouri's going to be a must win. They, they've got opportunities. South Carolina comes back to their place. That that should be a really, really good environment. At least, uh, at least you you hope so. With um, two Saturday home games in a row, uh, you'll get Alabama. I mean, you, you there, there's a lot of opportunities for this team. Uh, still to make the tournament, but they are just so far ahead of schedule uh, at this moment that, um, you know, being frustrated after a loss is, is something I understand. I mean, they, they shouldn't have lost tonight. Well, I say that, no. They didn't have to lose tonight. With the way they played in the first half and the first few minutes of the second half, they kind of deserve to lose, but they didn't have to lose tonight. But even though they did, um, the great opportunities still uh, in front of them to continue to exceed expectations. They are just fine. They are absolutely just fine moving forward. Expectations for Jans this year was playing for seeding. They need to get into the tournament. Yes, and not in the play-in either. Uh, it's a little bit different. they they got to start stacking wins right now. The metrics still like them, but eventually you've got to start winning games. This is a very important stretch for uh, for Mississippi State. Very important stretch. You just don't think that taking a risky shot, relying on your opponent to foul is a good move, but let's just move on to Kentucky and hope they pull Florida. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess what I was trying to say earlier is, you know, he, he's such a good shooter that foul hunting in that spot, um, you know, is not a it, – it's a debatable decision. But I don't think that he's an idiot or a bum or whatever. You know, I, I don't think he's he's stupid for – for hoisting one up there because he was anticipating, and it looked like he was right that South Carolina was going to put them on the line because teams most of the time foul up three 
in the closing seconds. You put them on the line, make them shoot two, you get the ball still with the lead. That's, you know, it's what you do. But um, it wasn't a mentally unsound decision. It makes sense. You can debate whether or not he should have done it, but you can explain why he did it, and it makes sense. I guess I'm kind of talking in circles about that, but anyway. Clemson's going to win at UNC. Wow. How about that? Saving his job at uh, at Clemson. Saving his job. He's been on the hot seat for like a decade. But uh, anyway, anyway. So that's uh, that's your game. Ole Miss, tough loss to South Carolina. They are are absolutely fine. If you're looking for positive spin, there it is. They're, They're okay. Uh, they're okay, but um, that might be a tough one to look back on come tournament time. We'll see if that is the case. I know this is a shorter one. I just you guys can probably hear me. I just uh, I need to take Nyquil and, uh, and and just get out of here so I can flush whatever this is out of my system. So I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I'm going to post a video tomorrow. I'm going to start doing some off season content football wise. I think I just want to start talking about football. Um, that is not related to the NCAA and I'm going to do something like that as well because it's topical or whatever but I'm gonna start just doing off-season content stuff in between these streams because I want to talk football um so be on the lookout for that I'm gonna do something tomorrow uh so uh, I'll post that then see you guys then Thursday again live on Thursday we won't be live on Super Bowl Sunday but we'll be back live on Thursday And uh, I'll see you guys then. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for, uh, for tuning in, and I'll see you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.